I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. If you're new, welcome. Glad you found us. And uh, those of you that have been walking the path for quite a while, always great to connect with all of you. Uh, we have a call-in number for questions, comments. If you'd like to get a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347 539 And you need to press 1 on your keypad uh, to get the alert to get on air. So 347-539-5122. And uh, if you're hanging out in the chat, that's great. If you want to interact or ask questions from the chat, you just need to do a um, little sign up, a little registration with BTR. Uh, I know a lot of people have been having, sound is great. Thank you, Athena. The, appreciate you. The um, chat is not, does do so much, ground the energy, hold the energy, but also let me know how the sound is because we don't have sound engineers on BTR, so we kind of just wing it, and I've been with this platform for such a long time that I just kind of hang with it. Ah, and always good to get with everyone. So um, if you also have been having trouble getting in the chat. I've actually have been having trouble logging into the platform um, and getting the um, chat going. So, um, and I've, ref you know, it's not refreshing. I think it might have something to do with Flash um, or BTR needs to make some upgrades or they did. And anyway, I'm not sure. But uh, if you have, just a couple of things to know. If you have trouble in the chat getting in, and you we've always refresh your uh, browser. If that doesn't uh, work, close your browser and reboot. So in other words, restart it. And then sometimes you have to restart your computer, but usually not. Usually refreshing and then closing your browser and um, rebooting that helps. And also make sure your flash is updated. Or sometimes down at the bottom, you scroll all the way down and it will say, use Flash or do you trust this website? Um, do you trust this site to use the Flash? White <laughs> uh, like Calla Lily, you have too. Okay, you've had issues also. All right. Yeah, so it's so amazing. At this time when we really need this, the platform, come on, BTR. Um, I'll have our producer look into it as well and see what's going on. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times they don't know. Sometimes when you make changes, <laughs> the changes complicate things and they upgrade. So um, 
I am going to be getting to readings, and then we also, of course, have our guest at the second half of the program where we have our awakening dialogue. Um, again, I do see a lot of people in the queue. You could be listening by phone, and that's great. If you're listening but you want a question answered or you wanted a reading, please press 1 on your keypad. And uh, those of you in the chat or maybe you're just zooming by, um, you can always write, even if you write in caps, or usually I'll see it, I'll, I'll, I'll scroll down to see what's going on. So a lot of people ask, how do I pick my topics? And it's just so interesting because unless it's a planned topic or I'm just doing readings all um, episode, um, it'll be kind of, you know, it's, it's around what the guest is going to be talking about or sharing or if, if they have an offering of like a book or something or a project coming up or anything like that. But I meditate, I tune in, I do go through emails for what people are asking me about or want to know or on Instagram or Facebook, especially in the Awakenings group, if people have been, you know, posting what they've been posting or people will ask me questions, can you cover this? Or they'll email me a question, can you talk about this? Or I want to know, you know, about this. So it could come, you know, it comes from our in-person, you know, in, in body, embodied human community, human spirit, starseed community. Um, also, is my my um, YouTube channel. If if there's certain things people are asking me, sometimes I'll say, you know, I'll cover this on my podcast. Um, by the way, that if you don't follow me yet or subscribe, I'd love for you to connect further on my YouTube channel, Awake um, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. So I do a lot of readings. There's actually a lot over the years. I didn't do or wasn't doing readings there, but I would just upload here and there certain workshops that I had done or um, channeled sessions. So uh, there are other resources there, but I do weekly tune-ins, channel guidance, uh, also using tarot and numerology, and then also monthlies. And then pick a card, pick a deck here and there. And I'm going to be I'm doing others. Um, in fact, I've got some new equipment so I can do more videos because I love doing them for all of you. Uh, and thank you. Some of you have donated, kindly shown appreciation in that way, which is wonderful. I do appreciate it. It psychs me, actually. It psychs me. It kind of feels good. kind of exciting. So, um, yeah, I've kind of always operated that way. So I really I appreciate it and I love it. So, um, And then the other way is I tune in. I meditate. I see what's going on around, obviously, in social media. And I also tune in. And I have my own inner work that I am doing with my guides and the oversouls, you know, how they're guiding me, the things I'm working on, whether emotionally. Um, I don't know if anybody's been feeling, I've been feeling more anxiety lately with everything that's going on. And part of it is also because of the visions I've been having are really, that I've had five to ten years ago and then in the 90s, um, however long, mid-90s, mid in the end of the 90s, um, and they're coming to pass, and then I'm seeing other things come through. So it's just, it's a little, it's unnerving, but at the same time, and also, it's both, uh, off-putting and, and knowing, okay, can I really be there, and, you know, what do I need to do? 
how can I be in service even better? And then, of course, I'm also an astrologer, so I always am numerologist and alchemist. So I look at different trends, not just what's happening psychically or what I receive from my guides, but I do compare it to other things, not that I don't believe, because everything that my guides have ever, ever anything that's ever been that I've predicted has always come through, especially on a mass level, a collective level. So I do have a great trust and faith and belief, but it's also very interesting and confirming, like checking it with astrological aspects and such. Um, Athena is saying it's been a very heavy week, part anger and sadness. Yes, there is a lot of processing that's going on right now. Um, white Kella Lily, lots of anxiety for me. Have to check in many times to check whether it's me or what's going on. Yes. Um, racism needs to be exposed and we have to communicate so everyone is informed. Yes, yes. Now, let's let's talk about this because I've been getting... If you've seen my posts on Instagram and Facebook, Let's just be very aware that a lot of what's being exposed, a lot of people have known about, and so, but have, but haven't yet. Not that it wasn't important; it definitely is and was. But it didn't get enough of a critical mass, some kind of turning point, and so we could look at this through all kinds of lenses, whether it's women's rights. This is, you know, uh, gay, lesbian, LGBTQ. Um, we can go through history. This is another, I also do look through, like, when I say even media, I'll even go back in history, especially as an astrologer, we'd like to look at what's, what aspects are happening now and when was the last time they happened and what, what happened. And this is the thing, in the new paradigm, we won't need to live by these extremes within the polarity plane, these extremes of duality that we have to do these extreme measures to get equality. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet in the mainstream consciousness. Um, yes, White Calla Lily, yes. It's more on display now because of social media and cell phones. Yes, absolutely. And this is why the oversouls say this is not um, – oh, there's so many things I want to share because – the whole idea that we're all the Messiah, we're all a messenger, this is why. So one of the things I want to share with everyone also is that a lot of people, well, a couple things. First of all, there's a reason that there's been people on the fringe. Like I've been talking about the soul and consciousness and what's been happening for 30 years now. A lot of people didn't want to hear it because they didn't want to hear about a soul. It was only body, mind, spirit. Also, when you talk about the soul on a human level, there's implicit in the human mind some kind of limitation that I have a specific blueprint or something to do. And a lot of people, when that law of attraction movement came in, especially by a certain group that was promoting it, there's a lot of misinformation in that because, no, you cannot have everything you want. You can within your soul path, soul design. In other words, as much as if I am an apple tree, 
and I yearn to be an orange tree. It's just not going to happen, at least on this dimension of this lifetime. So as a, on a human level, we have to really look at what we perceive as limitation isn't necessarily limitation or less than. Because once you start connecting more on a soul level, you begin to appreciate where you are, what you have, your part to play, you know, your, your mission, okay, so to speak. We're getting there. There's a lot of people on the fringe. So really the root awakening that we're in right now is for ourselves individually and those of us that have been living very awake, aware, conscious, and have been doing, you know, emotional healing, repatterning work, understanding that we have, you know, issues to heal or there's been blocks to our full soul expression and soul experience. Um, even so, there's always something more to work on, but there is that awareness that just because I have something to work on or I have an area that is less conscious doesn't mean that I'm not conscious, doesn't mean there's, I'm less than or something's wrong with me. So we gladly do the work for ourselves, those around us, our family, our friends, the community, and the people in the mainstream or what we call so race consciousness. It's It's... It's the it's the race consciousness of the hive for a reason, and so there are they are in the root awakening. We are in the root awakening. Not everybody is at the same place in their awakening. So I've got let's see people in the chat. What are you guys saying? Very true. Thank God for social media. But we've had social media for a while now. We've seen the hurt and racism play out before. Why now? Possibly a shift. In, because uh, we're in the root awakening. See, that's the thing, Athena, and I want everyone to know, there has been, things have gotten better. Yes, there's things we're not aware of, but this part of the dismantling, it's all systems. There's, there's, it's the game is changing, the rules of the game. So it's becoming more known and people are, do, I would say, do the times of not only seeing it more, but their own uncertainty. So when people individually and then collectively as a whole go through things that are very shocking in their own personal lives and well as the collective, they're more called to action. So I feel like, and we can see this in the charts, we can see this, you know, the, the Pluto, the energy of Pluto, conjuncting Saturn, you know, and Capricorn structures. Remember, relationships are also structures or a system of relating. So the very system and structure of the earth has been changing, dismantling, um, dissolving. So there's a confluence or convergence of many things that are happening that are causing more people to wake up or awaken to what's really going on. I also do absolutely feel that seeing someone I mean, it still impacts me. I still have kind of nightmarish visions of that, like getting out and just wanting to stop what was happening. You know, seeing somebody killed in that manner. Um, I think that, you know, was very telling. Um, listen to, and I, I want to say something too, just as a side note that many times 
there's a foretelling, especially in children. I saw it a lot when I was teaching. Um, I had it a lot as a child. I would just say things. I knew things. And I'm thinking right now that video that's gone around, I don't know who shot it or, or when, but obviously a happier time with uh, George Floyd had his daughter on his shoulders, you know, as kids do, dads, moms do too. But stereotypically it's dads with the little girl, little boy, and twir twirling them around on the shoulders, arms outstretched, and she's saying something to the, the effect uh, my daddy's going to change the world. And he's like, what or what, honey? And then, oh, well, my daddy's going to change the world, which he did. So he came in with this. People that have this kind of karmic, dharma, dharma, service, mission, um, come in with this. I'm thinking of one of my clients who I've always, in the readings, I've always seen them moving, their whole family, different parts of them moving and living differently. And their little daughter, is, that is definitely a star seed, has been saying, I'm ready to move. We should move, just out of the blue. Or it's okay if we move. And, you know, and then the parents have said, you know, you know, why are you saying this? Or, you know, what about your friends? Are you going to be okay? Because that was their concern. And she's like, no, I can, now that we're at home more, I can visit with them online. I can visit with them on Zoom. And it's okay. I don't, or I don't want to go back to my school or I don't see me going back to my school. So I think we have to look and see and with all the heinous, and horribleness and just the tragedies that do go on on the earth plane. That there are signs, messages, there's foretellings, and there is a inherent or innate love and I hate to get in duality, good and bad, but because what sometimes seems bad ultimately is good. Um, Oh, White Calla Lily, platform you've been speaking where you share more info, more depth. Uh, do you know when you will release the info for the new platform you've been speaking of? Yes, it's this. I've been delayed. And you know what's interesting is intuitively through my readings, I kept getting June, a bit mid to end of June. But I wanted it to be May because the aspects around the 20s of May were so good with the aspects in Gemini. Um, but alas, it's going to be June. I'm working on it now, and I will definitely be diving in. I've been doing a lot of recording uh, for that platform. And I'll be working as my teachers have, you know, really diving in. Because some of the stuff I've predicted over the years that's coming through right now about the protesting and the marching and the civil unrest and the National Guard and all the you know, I will dive all into that and what the quote-unquote agenda is, what there's one agenda and a two ag another agenda. There's not too many agendas, but what's converging? But I did have some clients of mine that do a lot of work with me that even said, I'm glad you didn't tell me everything that you saw <laughs> because I would have freaked out. So some of them I shared a little bit of stuff what would be coming up. And that's not my intention ever is to freak people out. It's to let people know what's going on so you can prepare. And the best way we can prepare 
first and foremost is our mindset and our using our spiritual tools. I know some people say, oh, love and light doesn't change the world and prayers and just working on yourself is selfish. Well, I'm going to say something just very blunt. No, it's not. We need all forms. All Everyone knows their way of being. There are a lot of people that have no interest on in working on themselves, but maybe they're good at po- politics or marching in the street. And that doesn't mean if you work on yourself that you're not going to do the other. But I will say we will not have a change or, or systematic change or individual change or change in how we relate our relating pattern, because this is what this is all about, is this is a relational world and universe until we have a change in consciousness. So until we heal the deep wounding, because we can look back through history, the idea of slavery, master, slave, victim abuse has gone on, not just for generations, but throughout history, written and verbal. Egypt, how do you think those pyramids got the rocks up? Yes, they had ETs, other, other beings have been around and have helped, but on the, on the human level, this has been a thing, you know, due to separation, due to fear of the other, due to a lot of repression. I mean, that's a whole other show of why there has been this invader, dominator, invader culture, invading India, making the East Indians slaves. So... I've had so many people emailing me, freaking out, friends texting me. They don't know what to do. They feel guilty. They this and that. And I would say you have to go within to pause, to stop. And if you're getting swept up, unless you're impassioned, there's a difference between swept up. This is why I didn't speak on stuff so much and in fact I always have a different point of view as a star seed as I, I'm seeing things down the I'm seeing the big picture I see what this is all needed and necessary but there's an overarching arc that eventually needs to be addressed you know there's there's in repatterning we call it the, the you know the original the wounding the original wounding there's a, a lock on it so it appears to be one way when it's another. And this is all I would also say, you know, those of you that haven't or if you have and you want more, like you're like, oh, maybe I need to review this. My blog post from February from February to this month will give a lot of information on what's going on and why, what you can expect the rest of this year and the next few years. Also, my video on and, and blog post on the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius. Also, I want to share that the Aquarian Age, as amazing as it is, we always get different octaves in these expressions. There's always a higher harmonic and a lower harmonic of how we express, whether you're looking at it astrologically as each sign or planet, because, again, that's the duality aspect. You know, we can talk about water, but water has a wide range of temperature. Hot, very, very hot, right, however you want to put it, tepid, or warm, tepid, cool, cold, very cold, but freezing and freezing. So one of the lower octaves of the, of a, 
the sign of Aquarius is fanaticism. So it's a difference of being a fan or being a fanatic and also cults, small factions or groups that say that they only have the way and they're the way. So there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there, you guys, that you're reading and seeing. Um, and I've seen some things. I mean, I have even saw something that Trump was reincarnated Saint-Germain. Absolutely not. So it, you can't really go by this side or that side. This is why knowing yourself, being connected to your soul your and your heart, all this sounds, I know, namby-pamby, but you have to have the ability to pull yourself back, to go within, to get your own counsel, to understand through your own body wisdom and instinctual awareness what doesn't feel right, what something feel right. I'm not going to, I'm going to say something here. I'm not judging anyone or saying something best, less or more, but I did not put those black squares up I just something seemed just off to me about it I just wasn't resonating for me and again it perhaps just being this psychic medium and channel I am and looking at the trends I don't feel it's a time anybody should be muted or silent even whether it has to do with the color of their skin or their religion um, I think it's a time for every that next wave is everyone has the right to be. And so the research, I think there was this little Nas, there was somebody, I don't remember who it is, some rap hip-hop artist also had the same vibe. And when I researched who was starting this, it wasn't the Black Lives Matter people. It was some, uh, not that anything's wrong with this, I'm just saying for me, it was um, music execs and see people that have had less of a role in the decision making in life whether religion you know not just racially but religion because uh, a lot of people have been persecuted over the centuries for their religion or their beliefs you know persecution of those that practice herbal medicine and that were doulas or midwives they couldn't contribute by writing. So I would just say to everyone, this is not the time to silence yourself. Maybe bring what's happening into you, meditate, journal on it, contemplate, and then see what you want to share, what you want to do. It may be different than what you're already doing, or it may be exactly the same thing that you're doing. Oh, little Nas, little Nas. Okay, he was saying the same thing. Don't do, do that. And then later people, I guess, people in the uh, organizing the uh, po protests and peace marches were saying, please don't do these squares and the hashtags. So I think you have to be very just aware, is this dividing me? Is this dividing? Is this a real truth? You know, is this um, leading to unification, more understanding and unification, or this pitting one person against another. So let's see, White Calla Lily, I think it's time, especially with everything going on, I know some will be ready, others will not, and that's fine. Yes, not everyone is meant to awaken or awaken in the same way, the same manner, in the same area. We're always going to have some 
differing levels of consciousness, of awareness, of empathy, of understanding. And that's part of what's, what it is about to live on this earth plane. There are many different realities. There's one main reality. There's one source. There's one main truth and universal truth. But underneath all that, there is a lot of shades of gray. There's a lot of interpretation. So I think you can only speak to what you have, but I do feel like friends of mine that have come, um, especially, you know, friends that are obviously completely white, and I say that because so many of us are mixtures of everything, and so many people do their DNA, and then they realize, you know, they're even more mixed than what they realize. But let's just say appearance, their skin is a white, a whiter shade of pale, have been freaking out and they're saying, oh, I don't know what to do and the guilt and the shame and, you know, and the white privilege. First of all, I do not absolutely believe in white privilege at all. I've been privileged for being so-called called beautiful, being a model. I've been privileged for being brown. I've been privileged for, you know, everybody has, even the person that lives on this corner or the street in India may have some privilege because of someone that they know on their little square or their property. I think that's divisive. I think if we talk in terms of systems, families, you know, founders, what has our system been based like? Do sometimes people get preferential treatment? Sure. You, I saw it in modeling and acting. You know, you, you couldn't have um, not only two people of color, but you couldn't have, if somebody was black or brown, you couldn't have a redhead. And that still is to date because they considered red hair, because I asked, I, I, I modeled so much with certain clients that I would ask them and we would talk very frankly about what was going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, redheads, they're considered ethnic, you know, anything that's too different. Of course, that's changing now with this whole ambiguity. And that's the time also when I was modeling that started coming in, that they hired you because you were ambiguous. You could be many different, uh, you know, races or cultures or whatever they were showing in the, in the ad or the photo shoot or, wh- or whatever. So I just feel like if you want to get into that, that's fine. If that's really how you believe, but maybe some of you are on a different path and you're wondering what to do or how to view this. And I think you can only go within and you can, because I think if we start pointing fingers at each other, I mean, call each other out on stuff. I always have, even as a child, whether it was somebody being bullied, you know, I would step in or I would call people out, you know, or even where where I used to live by the beach, these, these guys who I remember were tagging Hispanic, Latino dudes, young kids. And I'm like, you know, I go, guys, why are you doing that? You know, please don't do that. Then someone has to come by and clean it. And they listened, and then they're like, this is our hood. This is our neighborhood. And I said, no. I said, your neighborhood is the universe. I said, this is what gets you in this problem, this pickle, is you're seeing yourself limited. And when you don't see yourself as limited, that it's this street, five streets over, ten streets over, it's the city, 
it's the state, it's the world, you can do more. I said, then you're, then things are going to be in a positive shift for you. You know, my friend, we're walking, so she's like, oh, Michelle, you're going to get yourself shot. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, then I'll die <laughs> speaking my truth. But see, that's where I believe this is where I'm coming from. You don't have to. But I just ask you to just take some time right now to go within, to just pause a little bit, take a breath. Yes, there are atrocities. Yes, they should change. Yes, it's inhumane. Yes, it shouldn't be this way. Um, but we're going to get a lot more when we start blending and we see that these are not just racial issues. That's a symptom. That the system, it's about a deeper wound. That our, that our world, our, this is why it's taking hold internationally. Because I've looked around the world, you guys, it's, it's not, it's, I've seen racism in a lot of different forms or the other, you know, or putting down the other. Um, yeah, and I've seen other cultures do it to themselves. It's the same culture. You know, in India, they have a thing, and I've asked why this is because I noticed this in a lot of cultures. I think there's one culture in Africa that doesn't do this, but the whole idea of lighter skin, I know that's such a hot topic, but it's also in India, and, they, and if you're really, really dark Indian, they don't want to mix with a really light-colored Indian. And this is Hinduism. This is India. And I said, why is that? I said, I see that in a lot of cultures. And they said, oh, because the lighter you are, that means that you were always in the house. You didn't get the sun. So the ones that were out and that were darker were working in the fields. So I just say, look, maybe read, do some history, only just to make it not so charged. Yes, white calla lily, the caste system. Yes, see, and there's a big caste system. Let me tell you, when I was living in England, <laughs> then I'm going to move on. I promise I'm going to get to readings. But this shows. Okay, I'm an American. I've had, you could say, if you want to, I've had, a, some people might say, very privileged life, you know, if you want to call it that. I stayed in this house, amazing house, while I was studying, and um, the owners didn't live there very, very much, so I just had to keep an eye on their, uh, I don't know how old he was, 17-year-old son, just while I went to school. And I had, we had a housekeeper, we had um, butler, a chauffeur that I could use, we had full staff. So I had gone to a play Somebody I met, I don't remember what it was, or some, yeah, I think it was, no, dancing, that's right, um, performance. So somebody that I met at the dance performer was there was also the gardener or, and did handiwork around the house, right? And I think he was Cockney, right? So I saw him. We had some, you know, my friends were there. We, we were at this dance performance. I knew the, some of the people that were performing. We went out later. We had a great time. And we were chatting and this and that. He was kind of cute too, by the way. <laughs> Side note. So a couple days later, whatever, within the week, I he's at the house that I was staying at, right? And the owner had flown in. And we were chatting. Oh, I saw, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. You know, chit-chat. And then, okay, so a little bit while later, uh, the owner and some friends of mine were there. We had like a little, 
we were playing some kind of game. I don't remember what it was, a board game, having a great time. And the guy came in, I don't remember his name, but it's been a long time, a while ago, came in from outside working and was going to be leaving. And I, we started chit-chatting. And then the owner said, oh, you know him? And I said, oh, yeah. And I said, we went to here and we were chatting and this and that. And I said, just like I would in the States, I said, oh, like, have a seat. You know, and he's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't. And he, and he looked back at my, the owner of the house of the manor, right, the lord and manor of the house, which I didn't know these rules. And they had, it was a very uncomfortable moment. And I was like, what the heck? And then the owner said, no, it's okay. So we sat down. We all chatted. We all played this board game. Then he went home. And then at the end of the night, the owner of the place, which was a family friend, a friend of mine, um, said, you put me in a very uncomfortable position. And I said, I did. And he said, you had me sitting with the gardener, socializing. I said, oh, really? I said, well, I'm an American. <laughs> I'm a starseed. I'm a Latina. We do equal. I said, I had no clue. I said, well, I said, if you ask me, I think that's a weird rule because you clearly enjoyed his company. And he said, yes, he goes, I, we just can't do that. And if that would ever get out. But I took secret delight on it because I really want everyone to be equal. I've all, that's my thing since a small child. And then the next time the guy came to do the work at the house, he, we had a chat. He pulled me over and he says, I can't believe you did that, Michelle. And I'm like, I know. I go, why? And he goes, it was so uncomfortable. And he goes, but then you said to sit down. And I said, yeah, why not? I said, and I said, and I'm glad it made him uncomfortable. He goes, because he, he said I could tell that he was uncomfortable. And I said, I know, but maybe that's a teachable moment. And, you know, and I said, I, I would do it again. So I guess I just share this story, like, if you can, just to pause, take some time to see what this means for you in your path, your beliefs, your soul's purpose, what gives your life true meaning. Um, not just meaning because you don't know what to do. You know, we all bounce around to different things. How do I do my soul's purpose? Is it this? Is it that? If you happen to be a lighter shade of something or a very light, so light shade that you might be beige or white, try not to get caught up in I shouldn't say anything and I've got to give this person a chance and I've got to not speak up or guilt. I feel guilty. I feel bad. You didn't do anything. If you're doing something now, that's a difference. Maybe you have more sensitivity now. Maybe you have more awareness or more consciousness. Maybe you can be more inclusive, you know, or maybe you're already doing enough, just as you are, just showing up in your life. Maybe you're doing, maybe you took the road for the path of helping in consciousness or help other people heal. Because ultimately, people will see, they will turn around and see that all of this has been about a gross wound, a wounding, a deep wound that happens in a lot of different ways, a lot of different sectors. It's it's within different types of systems. And it manifests, will we ever get totally out of it? I don't know. You know, it's like it just depends on consciousness. Everything that gets handled or healed ultimately is a a up-leveling of consciousness. 
And, and again, the more aware we are, the more we have empathy for each other, the harder it is to do harm. It's when we don't, for one thing, it's the projected, it's, it's the projected ills that we have inside us that aren't healed that we project onto the other, you know, not wanting to seem a certain way or not. But it's going to be a time of having to sift through information right now. So you have to know yourself. You know, and it's like on that healing temple of Delphi, what was written above it? Know yourself. That's, that's, and you will know, you will know what to do. But if something comes from shame or you have to, or to show, then you have to ask yourself, is this really unifying? Is this really life enhancing? You know, and some of you may be speaking a certain, receiving a certain call and responding to that. I'm just suggesting that you pull back, especially if you're feeling a lot of confusion or I don't know what to do or I feel bad, what should I do? Because what we saw, you know, and yes, it's, we've not seen it. You know, other people have seen it, this kind of brutality. I, I don't know, just this type of... Um, disregard for life and so disconnected and cut off uh, that's so hateful. Um, All I know is people that have a lot of hate have a lot of self-loathing. I know in my times, the times I've been envious or didn't like somebody, I've never hated someone, but that I didn't like them for some reason, um, it was always something in me. Now, I may not like what someone is saying or doing, or especially if it is leading people down a wrong path or making people feel less than, I won't hate that person, but I will hate what they're doing. And I'll hate, you know, the trickery or what they're about. I won't like that. But I will understand that the power over that they're doing because comes from them feeling underpowered or less than, no matter how much bravado or strength or outer power. This is what the big, a huge part of the wake-up call will be is is that people start recognizing their own individual power and empowerment, that they don't have to overpower, that you can, by your decisions, what you decide to do, what you decide to focus on, where you decide to put your time and your energy uh, and money, all forms of energy, energetic exchange, where you decide to put your currency. You know, so everyone has their lane. Your lane can have a lot of things on it. it can, your lane can even widen. But you have to connect into your own inner knowing. And you, you have to say, what am I going to do for the long haul? Not just being swept up in something, a frenzy. But what is, what is this change in your own system, your own personal system, which is your life? What are those life-enhancing changes? That, for the long haul, for the new paradigm, how do you imbibe more the new emerging consciousness? Maybe it's reading up very simply on the life-enhancing or more conscious aspects of Aquarius, Aquarian age, and the less, what are going to be the pitfalls? Or looking at the next 18 months to two years, 
this energy of this North Node and Gemini, South Node and Sagittarius, and where can we bring it to us? This idea that this of pitting against each other. Because you will know your own truth. Your higher self will tell you, your guides, your spirit team, your angels, your guardian angel. You will be guarded and guided. But this is also a, a test for us all to connect into our own inner knowing. And that's our truth. It's coming from our soul. That's our soul expression and soul experience. So you have to realize what resonates to you, but we can't do it in the clamor. We can't do it being swept up. And everybody, we get all, I did too, you get swept up in something, and in some, especially in something so shocking. You have to take a beat and see where and how does this fit in for me and my growth. Know thyself. Yes, white calla lily. All right, get to callers, and then we have our guests coming on. Hello, and welcome to the program. You're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's Julia from Florida. Hi, Julia. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Well, I was calling about uh, moving. I'm a Virgo, and that seems to be one of the things that, you know, comes up for Virgo is, you know, possibly moving. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It just keeps getting, like, shifted to the back burner. Um, So I wanted to ask for your insights about the move. Um, A place that I was just recently kind of considering is the Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina area. I'm I'm in Central Mm -hmm. Florida now, so I wanted to see what you get around a move or a best time or anything or stay go, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing with moves right now. Sometimes we know, and this is, again, the human part of it. Sometimes we know we're going to move. We get a message or we get a feeling or a dream, a vision, whatever. We know. We can feel it. But there's timing. Sometimes it's not within linear time. It's in divine timing or synchronistic timing. It's by events. So sometimes if things are destiny issues, they don't happen right away. They're kind of hanging in midair till the right confluence of things in our life. So, I, Julia, I do see you moving. I just feel you don't know yet where you're to move, and that's a big part of it. So I would say look for more clarity. Yes, it's being hidden from you. Um, I was going to say August, September. I would look for more clarity or more of a clearing on the place more in, um, it also shows working on the financial aspect of it. Seems like September you should know. Maybe August, but it, I really am getting more in the fall months. And it may be someplace that you've been before that you ought to, it could be a fast move. And I'm seeing this for a lot of people this year. Um, I would say around the August, September to the close of the year into about mid, maybe about this time next year, um, that there's a lot of people moving, but it's going to happen very quickly. Like, oh, a month or two, like, oh, we did it. We finally did it, you know. So I hope that helps you, um, um, Julia. Well, I, just it's one a- quick little thing. Um, you said a- – could be a place I've been before. I've been to Asheville, North Carolina before. So I don't know oh. if that would be, you know, that would yeah, be better. Yeah, like that could be, it might be better, better community. See, but this is where your own intuition comes in. Because I do feel it's someplace you've been before. You may even go there and visit and then come back and then go, oh, 
I'm just doing it. That's it. I can't keep going going back and forth anymore. So I do feel to some degree it's going to be a quick decision. And I do feel you know okay. you know somebody there. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, that'll you be interesting once I figure that part out. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. Well, there is actually, there's a woman there. She actually used to have a blog talk radio show, but it, it's not in Asheville. It's, I think, Greenboro or Greenville or something like that. But I, I don't know her, know her. I just like you. I know you from a show. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah, in you, North maybe Carolina. You reach, okay, well, maybe reach out to her. Maybe reconnect on some, on some level. Because I don't, I see somebody there that you know. She may introduce you to okay. somebody else also. Okay. All right, Julia, keep us posted. Much peace. Okay, thanks so much, Michelle. You're very welcome. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, hi, Michelle. This is Katie. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Katie. Hi. I Believe it or not, I have the same question. Okay, yeah, there's going to be a lot of moves because spirit is placing you, your higher self, if you will, in a place that's better for the the next, you know, at least five to ten years uh, cycle. For some reason, it's going to be about twenty years in one place. So, so Katie, what is your question? Yeah. So my question is, um, I want to move, and I'm planning on moving uh, soon, like you know, within a, at least within a couple of months. And I'm not sure if I'm moving out of town, like down south, or if I'm going to be staying, uh, like in the, the New York area. Which which one? I want do you to know to about. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't know where I'm going to be happier happier at. But um, like I'm I'm going to need employment. You know, different things, and I'm just not. You know, when you look at the jobs now, it's like crazy because of all the stuff going on. So it's like I can't really tell right now. You know what I mean? I'm open to, as long as I move, I'm, I think I'll be happy. You know, as long as I move from where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. And what I is just it want to get, New like, York the energy City around and was, it. And what was the other place? Um, I'm, It's going to be, like, either Atlanta or Charlotte, but I'm leaning more towards Atlanta. Well, I would go more in that direction because I definitely am seeing a lot of greenery. So I'm not really seeing city, city. So it could be a suburb or a smaller town within or township. I could, I'm hearing township. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, just it's kind of like a new beginning. Um, I've been where I'm at for a couple, a lot, a lot of years, and it's just been very stressful. It's just like a whole new beginning for me, new way of thinking, new energy, new people. Um, but either way, I feel I'll be happier as long as I'm in my own space because, you know, you want to be in your space so you can create and support yourself. Yes, yes. Now, I do feel – now, I'm going to go back to this, the New York. There is mm-hmm. something very – lack of a better word, positive is the word that I heard. Life enhancing the positive where you do feel really good there, okay? 
And mm-hmm. I feel there's a mm-hmm. support system there also. So that's one thing, people, you want to think about with your move. Where is your support system? Where are people that you resonate to and resonate to you? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to kind of trust that. Are you in a, are you in a suburb right now? Or is there a lot of greenery and hills behind you? Um, no, but so no, but I applied for an apartment somewhere, and it's um, it's 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 a nice place, but um, I wouldn't say it's any greenery, but I think it's going to be like a rooftop and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm going to get the apartment or whatever, but um, I plan on doing like going to this park every day, not just when I move. Like oh. really soon, I feel it. Like I'm. I'm going to be going to this park kind of like to meditate and stuff on a daily basis. Oh, good. I was thinking. Well, maybe that's what I'm seeing because right now I'm not getting clarity Mm -hmm. on where you're moving. I feel you need to spend some Mm -hmm. time where that greenery is. If it's that park, don't try to Mm -hmm. rush your move. Mm -hmm. Don't, this is for everyone. If you're not sure, it might be this, it might be A, it might be B, it might be C. I'm not getting real. The thing that's coming up strongest around you right now is that place of greenery, Mm -hmm. the hills in the background and going there. So I feel like you're going to have clarity because there is some kind of pull for you in New York. So if you decide to do Atlanta, that might be later. You might have a shorter move. Yeah. Or you go visit there. Yeah. Because – yeah, yeah, and, and I'm open to moving here, and then even even if I have to save up more money, and then go to you know what I mean. But long as I move from yeah. that mat, it's it's you know what I mean. Okay, because yeah. that's more okay. Because Katie, that's more of what I'm seeing right now. But that part, okay. that meditation, mm-hmm. that is key for you yeah. right now. And then it yeah. shows a lot yeah. of communication, a lot of talking to people in that New York area, and you have support. There's going to be people around you. So you may end up staying there for quite a while until you, or at least till next year, until you research what, because what I feel with you is you don't know yet what kind of lifestyle you want. And that's, that's for everyone that's thinking oh, about no. a new, you want I want a luxury at. lifestyle. No, no, no. I know exactly the lifestyle I want. Now, how you, do wait, wait, where? you don't, but you don't know yet what, yeah, but the luxury, what does that mean? You don't know yet the types of people and the environment. That's why you're not sure whether you moved to New York or Atlanta. Those are two very different ways of living. So I think you need more clarity because mm-hmm. luxury, you know, I've lived all around the world. I've seen luxury looks different. You need to look at what kind of people. <laughs> Right, that you need to look at the community. Uh-huh. What kind of people do you want to be around, and what what are those activities? Well, those that might just be doing? Charlotte. Then that might just be Charlotte, uh, okay, New York, see, or Atlanta. Okay, everyone, let's if roll it back people, just a minute here. Yeah, this is yeah. Talk about people. Yeah, don't because the people. Yes, is, it's always about the people <laughs> because the people is going to determine your experience. People don't realize that. Okay. I can tell you so many people. Clients okay. of mine, friends, they move somewhere and they go, oh, I really, it's just so beautiful, but I have nothing in common with the people. And so then they don't enjoy the experience. So it's always been about the people on the earth plane. I'm, a, I'm around a lot of it. artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Art, where yeah. I, where <laughs> I'm between the mountains. I spend time in the mountains. I have a place there. And then I'm here by the beach, but where I lived, there was hardly any, there was two stores, Adidas and Mad, Medman, Madman, Medman for the pot store. 
that were looted. Mm-hmm. All the others, nobody oh. was touched. It was so peaceful. Oh, yeah, because the artists came out. We love you. We stand by you. We see you. Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. We're here for you. We uh-huh. believe in you. We stand by you. We support you. Beautiful murals. They came with the love. <laughs> they came. Uh, I walked down the street. I'm like, oh, my God. All Painting, drawing, murals, writing, hearts, really? hearts on all the boards. We're so sorry oh, this nice. happened to you. We are with you. We stand with you. Aww. We hear you. We see Aww. you. We, oh, yeah. Everyone, when you're uh, looking to move, look at the people and what is the the main activities in that environment, because that's going to determine your experience. Unless you want to start, okay. unless you're a little bit of a frontier person and you want to start something up completely really, on your own. But, but, yeah, no, I'm really going to do like um, I want I definitely want to have a love life, but I'm also like doing startups, like food businesses. So I want to be at food festivals. I want to really be around a lot of entrepreneurs. Okay, okay. because if you focus on that and write it out, your higher self will deliver you to the right place or it'll flash in your mind or someone will text you, call you, email you and say, oh, have you ever thought of here or this place is available right now? But you've got to align Mm -hmm. first energetically. All right, sweetie, I got to go. Take okay. care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Um, this is Joan. I was enjoying listening Hi, to Joan. your last two calls. I was like having places come up in my mind and moving wasn't even on my mind. So that was helpful. Oh, uh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was calling today. I was curious if you see me getting married again someday. Okay. Uh, I know the way things are, people quarantining. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Really? That's good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. It's going to be quite a different relationship than what you normally would have um, or go for. Mm -hmm. But I do feel in a lot of of freedom and probably very, a lot of independence, but also very similar likes, similar activities, similar focus, or to the same. So even though it's like a freaking frack, you're fricky to your frack, um, uh, fricky to your fracky, sole partnership, but yet you do a lot on your own individually and together. Wonderful. Yeah, that's more what I'm looking for this time around, oh, really, that like twin flame connection, okay. you know, like the deep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm That's what you're getting. It's, it's very, it's yeah. very, yes, very yeah. deep connection. Very, as we say, sympathical. However, also you will have a lot of independence, a lot of space in the togetherness. But definitely. Okay, good. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I think that sounds like a healthy balance. It's not very far off either. It's not very far off either. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Aquarius could be February, March. Now, that doesn't mean you don't meet them beforehand, but I feel like it's going to take a little while. It might be more like. 
like you don't discuss where is this going, what does this mean. It just gets stronger right. and stronger is what I'm hearing. All right, sweetie. Good. Okay. Care. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. You too. All right, everyone. It's time for our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue. Uh, we have a great guest with us today, Janelle Krista. Uh, she's a Hollywood coach, actress, producer, screenwriter, and she's the creator of Conscious Entertainment. Ooh, I like that. Uh, coming from a history of affairs, divorce, and family dysfunction, as well as a bipolar diagnosis, she strongly believes that happiness is a choice. She uses her ability and level of expertise, coaching celebrity clients and people from all walks of life, helping them bring more fulfillment in their life. Uh, Janelle is also the founder of a conscious production company called Lemurian Dreams. And she is also the author of, what is this, a Spiritual Ninja. Uh, you can find out more information about uh, Janelle Krista by going to JanelleKrista.com. That's J-A-N-E-L-L-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A.com. I know some of you like to get a little bit of a, a view as you're listening to our guests. Welcome, Janelle. Welcome to our program. Thank you so much for as well. Okay. Yes, the spiritual ninja. um, I was looking at this. So tell us. I'm a little. I'm very, um, you know, inquisitive over and curious as to how you Mm -hmm. came upon your path. I love the name. um, Also, your production company, and uh, we definitely need more conscious media and conscious entertainment. So if you could tell us a little bit about your background, how you came to this, as well as what conscious entertainment is to you. Sure, yeah. So uh, just a brief backdrop is uh, I worked for years as a healer um, and also Mm -hmm. simultaneously double life as an actress. And they were kind of different lives, you either knew me as a healer or you knew me as an actress. And at a certain point, I was doing films and television shows that really didn't resonate or align with what I felt was like my higher best. I was getting called into auditions and had to prance around in a bikini, get a part, and it just didn't really feel like exactly what I wanted to be doing and how I wanted to be showing up in the world. Mm. But I love loved creating, I love film. I believe in the power of film. Uh, I know that film is taking, it's magic, it's taking light and color and sound and music and placing it all together and putting people in a trance state. And so I know the power of it. It really literally is a form of hypnosis. So I wanted to create entertainment and content that had more positive messages that wasn't cheesy but had uh, more So that really spawned my whole production company and taking my uh, visits and kind of putting them into form and uh, my of film and of, of um, healing. Oh, I love that. So, so, so really also came out of your, really your your own personal path, it sounds like. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I had a really insane uh, upbringing and early, uh, and adolescence and early adulthood, and 
uh, my whole life was really crazy. And so that's what really drove me into the healing world as I was working on healing myself. And then I turned that into systems to help other people be able to heal themselves and tune into that power of, of healing through, uh, through, you know, more metaphysical alternative ways. Yeah. Mm. Now, what kind of projects in the conscious entertainment? Because I love what you're saying. You don't, you want it to be entertaining, but is it? How is it? Is it message driven? How is it? How would you? Yeah, yeah. So, for example, uh, a show that I am releasing uh, soon. It's called Cosmic Therapy, and it's a narrative uh, television show, and it's about a young woman who is a therapist, and she's very human. Uh, she's actually a marriage counselor, but she's having she's having multiple strings of affairs because she doesn't know how to deal with her own stuff, and so she's you know mm-hmm. showing up in ways that are not really the most serving to her, and she ends up having an affair with a a kind of quirky guy, and pretty quickly after she learns that she's pregnant, and that day that she learns she's pregnant, God shows up to her office for therapy and um, it's kind of like this mirror back to her but what's interesting about it so uh, I wanted to introduce an idea to larger audiences of God being more than uh, this idea that we have had kind of put into us through so many different religions so when God first introduced he's kind of this old really charming kind of nutty southern man and then very quickly Mm -hmm. after that his black wife walks in and uh, she says oh you know I'm the goddess and so it's introducing this idea to larger audiences of masculine and feminine energies of dark and light and how we need all of this in order to uh, that's really what all that is is and it's doing so in a really fun kind of non-preachy non-cheesy way to help to awaken people on a more subliminal level I love that. You know, there seems to be more of this. Um, I know there's like the infotainment or, you know, kind of reality programming that is around this genre. Um, but now you're seeing like, I don't know if you saw that God friended me, that kind of, I don't know, what it's oh. episodic serial, whatever it's called, uh, type of programming. And now what you're talking about. So in a way it's like, it's the, there's a, it's sneaking it in. There's agenda there, but it's, it's based on some kind of drama, real life drama and unfolding. Um, in, in these kinds of things that you were calling this conscious entertainment, would we see growth of the character or like that they become more aware or is there some type of turning point when you're talking about conscious entertainment? Would that yeah. be a part of it? Well, not necessarily. Yeah. One of the biggest okay. parts of it is, you know, for example, this character, the therapist, she starts out as this marriage counselor that's cheating on her husband. But as the show evolves, you start to witness uh, her going and really doing her own personal inner work and watching how that shows up and how that changes her life and how she really grows into being this really magnetic, you know, uh, more open and awakened human being. And so, yeah, it's it's all about the messaging. And I have a show I'm creating right now that's called Mom Life, and it's about two very, very, very different moms. And it's kind of a, a story that's based on reality as it is right now in the political 
connection that we have with these two different worlds and how we live in these two different paradigms of right and left and, and blah, blah, blah. And so it takes these two different characters and over the course of this, of this season and the show, they start to come together really for the sake of their children. Um, but that's also a message in it as well, that the, it's really for the sake of, of the future um, that we have to come together. So bringing that polarization more to a balanced level. So it's fun. You know, it's really, really fun. And it's, it's, mm. it's a I love great that. way to the world. Yeah, we've got people yeah. in the chat liking the idea, saying this is a great idea that you're doing. Um, you know, too, Janelle, it just reminds me, and I'm so glad that um, you're with us today because um, it fits in what I was also talking about as an example, the beginning of the program, that I feel like what you're doing is, is leading by example, and I just want to point it out to people, <laughs> like you're, <laughs> you're choosing, you have this lane, you're choosing what to do, and in this time of, you know, awakening and this the healing and all that goes with that for the new paradigm to have that new emerging has to be yeah. in right products, entertainment, media. because how do people, we learn by, let's face it, most of us, we learn to some degree by what was on TV or screens or Netflix or our phone or wherever we're getting that information. But we, there's a lot that we learn by what is relayed to us or shown to us. Mm-hmm. So it kind of excites me. I mean, that you are doing this. You're bringing this new emerging consciousness, this higher level of consciousness in entertainment, but in a, in a way that people will watch, but then they're getting that up-leveling, that uplifting and up-leveling of their own consciousness, and then also being shown also like with the therapist's idea of an option to to healing and what comes out of that when someone chooses um, right to do that. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Thank you. I mean, it's been such a pleasure, and it's so fun, and I do believe and agree with you completely. We learn so much from from screens and television, and, you know, we've had just really crazy messages for a long time, so let's put it out there, but also have fun with it. You know, it's interesting because the top-selling movies, this is a talk about the two different paradigms, the top-selling movies these days are, are actually – one faith-based movies and two horror movies. Um, but the thing about the faith movies is that they're, they're, a lot of them are just really cheesy. So it's like, okay, well, people obviously yeah. are seeking those messages of forgiveness and redemption and love and coming together in unity, but these shows are just so cheesy. So how do we bring the humanity into that? And so I try to really honor, you know, the, the things like not ignore sex, drugs, and rock and roll when I'm making my projects and, and just really mm-hmm. be very, very real with us as, as where we are in our collective. Mm, that makes sense. I don't know if you saw that show, um, Dispatches from Elsewhere. I haven't. Oh, worth taking a peek at because it goes on this and talks about consciousness and oneness, but it's through this game. And I can't think of the guy that, that did it. He was a oh, he was on a, some kind of serial, uh, you know, primetime show, kind of comedy. I don't really watch those shows, um, even as a kid. Right. <laughs> but, but anyway... <laughs> um, but I just, as you're talking, it just kind of, you know, 
to me is reinforcing how much that there is there is such a need or a market uh, for that if it's like you said, especially non in a non cheesy way, you know. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting too about the horror films. Um, <laughs> of course, yeah, that's so odd. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> Somewhere in between, yeah. Um, but I also think you know horror films tend to deal with our fears too, supernatural, yeah. what we don't can't understand. So I guess mm-hmm. there's a one camp that just dealing with it that way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, do you also um, you coach people as well? So you're um, tell us a little bit about the coaching. Um, aspect of what you do because you're, you're producing, you've got your production company, Lemurian mm-hmm. Dreams. I love that. Lemuria. Um, yes. <laughs> and then you're also uh, working with others. And how is that balancing the two, the production and focusing on projects in this way? Do, do either one of them kind of lend to each other? Do they kind of reflect what yeah. you're doing somehow? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it all blends together. When I I was first trying to decide, like, what direction do I want to go? I love working with people. I love coaching. I love healing. I love film. Like, no, I can do both of these things, and I can find that balance, and I really, really have. So a lot of the people, well, really, I mean, it comes down to whatever I'm coaching you on, whether it's your business or what you're wanting to bring into the world, whether it's writing a book or it's wanting to make a show or an online course or it's just to, you know, you want to plant a garden or whatever it is that your vision is. I really, bottom line, am actually a spiritual coach. We work through, you know, all the different blocks and barriers that are preventing from this from happening and really op- work to open the channel, the creative channel inside of you to really mm-hmm. bring that creativity into the world. So some people I work with, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're wanting to write a memoir. And so I help them through that process and we work through all the different blocks and barriers. But then it's also very practical of like, okay, well, here's a schedule and here's how many words you need to write. And I'm going to be there to hold you accountable. I'm not going to do the work for you, but I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to support you 100% all the way. And so um, uh, I work with people in a lot of people I work with are more creative, but that creativity looks, as you know, very, very different for so many people. I mean, you can have a, a pro basketball player, and they're absolutely creative. Maybe you don't think of them as an artist, mm-hmm. but they are. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I have lots of different realms of, of people and helping them to awaken whatever their creative gifts are because I believe that, you know, a source or a higher power or, you know, God, goddess, all that is, is, you know, our fantasies and our dreams, whatever they may be, no matter how far-fetched they may be or how dumb you think they may be, if you have that dream, that is, you know, your higher power's way of working themselves through you, and you can channel that energy, whatever that looks like. So I help people tap into that so they can bring their beauty and their gifts into the world. Mm, love that. Now, also, I want to dive into your book a bit, Spiritual Ninja. Um, you talk about practice. There's a couple of things I really want to touch on, but practical approaches to awaken you. So if you can talk a bit about your what got you towards writing that book, what kind of directed your energy towards that, and touch upon these practical approaches to awaken. Mm-hmm. So 
spiritual ninja really is kind of like uh, the gateway drug <laughs> into into the spiritual realm. It, uh, I wrote the book because I am an empath and I'm very highly sensitive and uh, I wish that this book would have been written for me when I was a kid or a teenager mm-hmm. and I was picking up stuff and I didn't know how to protect myself. So really it's a foundational book for people to begin to be really aware of the fact that we are energy. We are made of energy. We have these power centers inside of us. You know, whether people believe in chakras or not, we know that we get power from love, emotion, intuition, expression, uh, sensuality, safety, security. We know that we get those, um, get power from those centers. So this is how you tap into those centers and this is how you open them up and you begin to work with these different energies inside of you. Uh, so you can feel grounded, connected, and protected world that is falling apart or even if it's the personal world that's falling apart so it's interesting because this book um i actually released it the first week of lockdown for the coronavirus and i mean from a business standpoint like just stupid but it was actually amazing because it immediately became a bestseller amazon and it stayed on amazon bestselling list for over a month because i think that's exactly what people really really need and as we go into the future, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, our paradigm is shifting. We're in the process of a huge conscious, a crisis of consciousness, really. And so mm-hmm. people are going to really learn how to use these more energetic tools and techniques to know how, um, you know, where they end and where other people begin and how to discern what truth yeah. is to them, yeah. you know, because yeah. flooded with this so I wanted to really give people this gift of, of, of person. You know, of this is how you tap into your personal sovereignty, and this is how you feel protected. And I get really practical and modern world in the sense that you know I'll be talking about more of a energetic attack, but I will reference you know maybe it's because you were on Facebook and you posted something and some troll argued with you about it and it threw you off um you know so it can mm-hmm. be like that or, or it can be more of you know you broke up with your boyfriend and they um you still feel energetically connected to him or you keep running into him or you can, you know and how to really cut mm-hmm. those ties on a level so all this stuff i wish that i'd learned as a kid and <laughs> that i think is so important yeah. that family to their you know their children i really tried to write this book um, to help people on those really practical skills that we're not taught and that we don't even think of as practical, but they are like the most foundational tools we can have available to us. Yeah. And especially now, um, I mean, always, but I agree with you because everything is so interconnected and especially, you know, with the social media platforms where people put themselves out there more in all, you know, everyone is and everyone's beliefs and ideas and there's this merging and a lot of stuff can stick. And I love what you said also about the discernment, you know, people have to learn to discern. And I, I, especially what's happening now in the world, people are getting really swept up and it, it, it's mm-hmm. hard, especially as empaths, you feel all of this, you want to do something as a healer, light worker, but people have to know what's right for them. And it's only by that pulling back or going within. So that's great that you um, have these tools and these exercises. Um, Because I feel like there's going to be a whole next wave of this 
where people are really going to have to, you know, it's not going to be a luxury. Meditation is going to be like, okay, I really need this, like this is yeah. part of my routine. This is part of what I do, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and it is. It's like, a, you know, working out. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes people, I, I, you know, it doesn't. I would say we're all interconnected. That's true, you know, especially through the ethers, well, internet, ethernet, um, the etheric realm, subtle energy on a spiritual plane. But we have to decide who we, you know, how, who and how much we let in emotionally, mentally, and, and physically. And yeah. perhaps, um, you know, that's a next level of understanding for people that it's okay it doesn't mean you're mean or not evolved that you you, you can say no to something you know yeah. that, that's not <laughs> right right is that yeah yeah totally yeah and we're not really taught that in fact um we're taught the opposite of saying no <laughs> from the time we're born yeah. you know it's, it's, it's we're not we're not taught about things like consent and, and what feels good. And yes or no, you're just kind of, from the moment you're born in the hospital, you're passed around like an object. <laughs> but, you know, look at the baby. I know, right? Oh, oh I know, Janelle. I have never understood that and never liked that. Even as a kid, when people were like, I mean, no, it's okay. I'm thinking whether a baby, an infant, or a little doggy, you know, like, do they want this? They may not want this to be passed to 20 or 30 people or passed yeah. around. <laughs> Or say goodnight and give them a kiss, you know, or hug them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, they may not want to. Um, that's a whole, that's a very interesting, because though, do you find that that's kind of set up a whole, I don't know, mindset or way of being from oh, getting yeah. that kind of training in a way, entrainment? Yeah, I do. I talk about this a little bit in Spiritual Ninja about how, um, how, we really are not taught boundaries. We're taught the opposite of boundaries. And I've, mm-hmm. I'm part of the reason why it's called Spiritual Ninja is because it takes a, a, a tremendous amount of dedication. You know, spiritual work takes a tremendous dedication and commitment and ability to say yes and to say no fully and know what that really, really means to say yes. Because we're absolutely taught the opposite of that through through childhood and exactly what you were just mm-hmm. touching on. And and of course, you know, it can come from a place of adoration and love of like, look at my baby and da 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 but it's right. really flowing that infant nervous system and and intuitively like is you know, and taking the time or even saying to the baby, Okay, we're talking about you right now or I'm going to hand you over to dad right now you know, and, and just yeah, meeting them exactly. like human beings. <laughs> because how are yeah. we gonna learn that if we don't, you know, get taught that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's so true. That um and what one thing would you say to people to just tap into that? What kind of boundary like checking in with oneself, especially now when there's so much information um and people are being kind of, you know, bombarded, swept along. What is there anything that you could share, any insight or advice that you could give people right now that are listening and those who are going to be listening later in the archives, like one thing that they can integrate? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite kind of tech tools that I use and that I teach in my online courses um, about yes and no. And what that would include is, and people listening right now, you can just close your eyes, take a moment, mm-hmm. just breathe, and Feel into your body 
and feel where no is. Like just take a moment and where do you feel no? And typically, and I don't want to answer before, you know, people have the moment to do that. So just take a moment to feel where you feel that. But a lot of the times people feel no in their gut. It's like that gut yep. feeling. Like, that's oh, that's mm-hmm. a no, right? And then you can close your eyes. Where do I feel yes? And, again, giving people a moment to do that. But typically, and, of course, it can be different for other people, but typically people will feel yes in their heart. The, the no that's what I'm doing. Like a, <laughs> you're right. The no that's is like this yeah. feeling. And a yes is like a, a light, like, whew, yeah, that is right there in my heart. I can feel that. And if people take the moment to slow down, I mean, it can be as basic as, like, I'm at the grocery store and I'm trying to decide if, if I'm going to like this yogurt or not. <laughs> and I'm standing there and I take a moment and I can feel in my gut or in my heart. And that can guide you. And, I mean, that's a very, very basic kind of example, but it can be for the big stuff too. And by really taking the time to do that, oh, forget about it. You can you can really get to know yourself and discern what feels right for you in a in a whole new way. Wow. It's amazing because as you were saying that, the no I felt in my gut and then also in my mind, right in the forehead. Yeah. And then when you said yes, I felt it in my heart and my heart kind of the yes, kind of my heart felt, I don't know, like, like there was light there and, and a yeah. little bit of warmth. Yeah, that's exactly how wow. I feel. It. And I've heard that a lot of people that have um, I've gone through that process with. And, and I can't tell you, I know it sounds so simple, but, man, I wish that I had been taught that when I was a little kid. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Yeah. So interesting because yeah. that gut is our instinctual knowing. It's our body wisdom. So it's really wired instinctually. And that heart, all about resonance and coherence, it wants us to be in harmony I think that's yeah. very powerful. I mean, thank you for sharing this because I, I, I love it. But I think so many people just listening are going to, mm-hmm. if they could just apply that along with their meditation and going within and just start small, start with one little step of just applying that, that's going to make a big difference as to what they engage in or get caught up in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and also just taking that moment to slow down is like it allows you to tap into your intuition as if this is even something I want to engage in. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it takes you Yeah, do I want to Yeah, Bob in the yeah. chat is saying this is pretty good. He's saying the mind is always looking for answers but the heart already knows. Mm-hmm. Very true, yeah. Bob. Very true. So true. Um yeah. Janelle, something you also talk about in your book is kind of a quote unquote but you know, spiritual hygiene. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to some degree we've touched upon, what is that exactly and how important is, is this? I think that especially if someone, you know, uh, relates to the idea of being an empath or a highly sensitive person or an intuitive person or, you know, a spiritually aware person because that means you're picking up on all of this stuff even more consciously around you. But, um, you know, we do that even if we're not conscious of it. So spiritual hygiene to me is really um, t- the daily practices to make sure that you are uh, your own sovereign, autonomous being on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. And so I give lots of examples in the, in the book on how people can do that in a, in a you know, quick 
exercises such as closing your eyes, going into a, you know, a quick meditative state and, um, and, you know, imagining maybe a bubble around you or imagining a shield that's made of a mirror. So when people come to you, that's, you know, and that's reflected back to them or perhaps a shield of your ancestors or your spiritual guides or, or, um, or even working with the elements. You know, depending on how you're feeling, maybe you want to put a waterfall around you or maybe you want to put a fire around you. And this really allows on an energetic level to be able to protect yourself and feel connected within your own self and know that you have help. And it doesn't take a lot of work, uh, but, it, you know, doing that every morning and every night and also every night before you go to bed, just closing your eyes and thinking about the people you contact with and imagining cutting any energetic cords between you and those people because it can get really, really confusing on an energetic level if you're holding on to everybody's stuff um, or if they've, you know, hooked into you and they're sucking your energy from you. And, and maybe, you know, that sounds like an evil energetic vampire, but maybe it's, it's somebody that actually is, is really inspired by you, but they're, they're, you know, pulling from you energetically. And so working with those practices um, form your life. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, it could be somebody that's just, yeah, even admiring you and so connecting with you or sometimes people reaching out a lot, they're, they're maybe feeling like they're slipping or they don't know what to do. And you're taking that energy on because um, mm-hmm. we care, you know, empathic. Yeah, right. We, we care. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. I think that's a great thing for people to um, integrate. And, of course, those of you that are listening, there's this and more in Janelle's book, Spiritual Ninja. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, Spiritual Ninja. Yeah, very powerful. Ah, Janelle, I've so enjoyed this. This has been just wonderful. I love what you've shared. I love what you're doing. I just wish you so much universal support mm. and soul expression. I, I just think you're just, ah, you're what, what's needed, this whole conscious entertainment um, that you're doing. And, of course, even the work through your book and working with other people, it's really a, serving a greater purpose. So um, thank you for doing mm. it, being you, and thank mm. you for showing up as you are. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, Janelle, also, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way? Of course, your book, Spiritual Ninja, that's on Amazon. Um, yeah. What about if people uh, want to know more about what you're doing? Right. Thank you. Uh, so my website, which is my name, JanelleKrista.com, which is J-A-N-E-L-L-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A, that has a digital copy of uh, Spiritual Ninja, which is less expensive than the one on Amazon if people want to copy and it does have a ton of freebies that come with it like meditations and things like that um and i oh, nice. really a brand new um free course it's a mini course it would take like a couple hours maybe um on it's called a course on consciousness and i just released that yesterday it's totally free um it's a gift uh, just recently a very 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 close friend of mine passed away and in the process of him dying i took him through this meditative process um, of really working with meeting your your higher consciousness 
and it was one of the most magical experiences of my whole life. And he said to me that he really wished that he had done that sooner in his life. And I heard that loud and clear. So I took an expert from my Harmony Keys course and made it into a little mini course and totally free so people can access that and um, go through that process that is really transformative. So that's totally available on my website. Um, and yeah, if anyone wants to find me on Instagram and just say hello or shoot me an email, I'd love to stay connected. Okay, sounds great. Uh, again, you can go to JanelleKrista.com for that information. Um, thank you, Janelle. Thank you so much for being on the program with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It was so nice to meet you and connect with you. You too. All right, everyone, that was Janelle Krista. Uh, you can connect with her further at JanelleKrista.com. Um, there's info in the description box, and we were diving in a bit about her on her book, Spiritual Ninja. All right, everyone, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and keep awake. I'm getting woke and staying woke. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?